Welcome to the Bethany Shipley Show. I am so excited to talk about this topic today, which is my journey to becoming a morning person. Um, (laughs) And for all of you people out there um, who are like natural morning people, I I hate you. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I don't actually hate you. I just, I feel so unrelatable or I feel so unrelating to the ease until this last month. And I feel like I've figured out just like this amazing secret for myself and hopefully others who have struggled for their entire life, like I have with waking up early. So uh, a little backstory, I have never, ever, 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 ever woken up early on my own. Most of the time when I remember as a kid, like waking up and it being before 8 a.m. or even 9 a.m. as a little kid, because I was homeschooled. I could do whatever I wanted, basically. (laughs) I remember just choosing to go back to sleep. It Sleep always, always, always sounded better to me than getting up and doing whatever it was that I thought that I had to do first. And so um, it confuses me because I I I would see other people who love productivity and and they love um, getting up early and they love doing things. And I'm like, I feel like the energy between me and that person is the same. I love the dimension of time. I love having a sense of structure and meaning to my activities. I love being organized. I love feeling like I'm ahead of it or like that I'm outsmarting time or that I'm like tackling things. And I love the idea of multiplying time. So the fact that I hated mornings always confused me. And when I got to be, I don't know, 14, 13, 14, when I, right about the time that I hit puberty, I, it got worse. I hated mornings even more. And I would stay up really late, like 2, 3 a.m. My mom would let me do my next day's worth of school ahead of time. And so I would just start school in the evening and get my school done for the next day. And then I had no pressure to wake up and, um, cause my school was already done. And so I typically did my school for the next day, the night before. And, Then when I got older, you know, and started having babies and then, you know, my sleep schedule was never like my own. I didn't feel like I could predict that I would sleep. Um, My little, my first son seemed to be like a wake up every two hours type of guy. And it was just kind of like, I didn't want to put this pressure on myself to wake up early after I had not slept the night before. 
And, and then when he started sleeping, I still didn't want to wake up. So I kind of blamed my thyroid, which I think is half true because when I started taking thyramin, a supplement, um, I just started being like way, it was way easier to wake up in the morning. Um, but it still wasn't like me waking up without an alarm or me waking up with an alarm happily. It was kind of like, oh, it's a little bit less challenging. Like I would wake up way easier, but it just still wasn't what I felt like was possible for me. And so, um, when, you know, I continued to have three more babies. <laughs> and so again, sleep was not my own. I would wake up and I sort of, my first thought would be a sense of dread or a sense of like, all I could see ahead of me was my to-do list. And I think there was a lot of and, and not a to-do list that was like invigorating, but things like, you know, maintenance type things like cleaning the kitchen or making lunches. And it just, it, it didn't feel like I wanted to wake up for that. And so it was almost like I was intimidated by the first set of tasks and I wanted so badly to be able to wake up and get things done, but it just, I don't know. So the first part of the story that I feel like I have to share with you is that in 2020, let's see, it was December 31st. No, it was December 26th, 2020. So was it just, no, it was 2021. Last year, right after Christmas, I woke up and we were living in the camper. So you have to realize there was a lot going on for me mentally of like, when I wake up, the kids are going to wake up because we are in a shared space. And so we were in the camper and I went inside to my in-laws basement where we had kind of taken over for the winter because they had water that worked inside and in the camper, our pipes were constantly frozen. Um, and it just, yeah, so we, we would wake up in our camper and then typically cook breakfast inside their basement, which was so generous of them to allow us to do that. And so I would grab the kids and lug myself inside and of course their basement is um, their own, you know, they've got their stuff in there and they've got their projects going in there. And, you know, it, it was a share, they were so generous to share their space with us, but I definitely didn't feel like, oh, I'm settled in to my, you know, environment. Um, it was like, we are, we, we are making it. We are like screeching by. <laughs> that's how I felt. Um, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But um Long story short, I remember looking around and seeing all of the crap that my kids had gotten for Christmas. I was feeling extremely intimidated by just the flow of keeping things um, clean and the flow of keeping things organized. And um, I remembered when I was a kid, my mom got on to this lady, this book called Fly Lady, and she essentially teaches this system that's called... Um, the fly lady system. And it's all written out in the book. The book that I listened to was sync reflection. So I remembered fly lady. I Googled it. I found the book sync reflections and I turned it on audible within the first day of listening to it on audible. I knew this was the journey for me because what it was doing was breaking up the idea that like to have a clean home or to have an organized peaceful space, I thought that I would have to be constantly 
cleaning or I had believed a lie that I would have to constantly be like focused on it. And that was not true, but that's what I, that's all that I knew. I felt like I would just, if, if the kitchen were to stay clean, I would just have to stand at the sink and stare at it and wait for a kid to put a dish in. And I didn't want to do that because I'm a go-getter and I like to achieve things. And I like to, those aren't for me when I was trying to achieve a clean home, well, a clean home is a thing that I'd like to maintain, not a thing that I'd like to achieve. So when I mixed up the maintain and achieve, things got wonky. I got, I didn't like it. I didn't feel good. I got depressed, you know, cause I would get discouraged if it wouldn't stay clean and just like, whatever, I'll do something more fun. So I'd find a project and do a project instead. So, um, I found this book. I started listening to it. I started implementing the habits, which changed my life for the better. But that was the first thing about making myself a morning person that I didn't understand is I needed to have a flow to my home. I needed to at least know that a flow was possible in order to not feel like I had no hope. Um, Because waking, I think women are this way and I could be wrong about this, but it seems like women more than men um, or at least in our marriage, like Eli doesn't really seem to care about, you know, if the house is clean, he still can just have the exact same attitude. Whereas for me, if it's not picked up or it's not clean, or at least I don't feel like there's a system to it, it just feels daunting and overwhelming. And then I would rage clean, which is not good because then you just do something that never lasts and you're angry the whole time. (laughs) I'm curious if anyone else feels this way. Um, So that was the first element to me becoming a morning person was realizing and believing and having a system that, hey, you know what? I might not do it perfectly. I I promise you I don't. I'm looking around at my desk right now. I have like an old Chipotle cup. I have like puzzle pieces that some child put on my desk. I have um, oil bottles and a little piece to a homework, uh, like a math thing. Like it's not clean. But I have this piece because I know the flow and I know that the kitchen gets done every day in this way. And I know that once a month, I'm working individually on each area of the house and it seems to just naturally pick itself up after time. So long story short, I highly recommend the book, Sync Reflections. Um, Listen to it on Audible, I would say, if you are a busy mom because the... Yeah, the Audible version is amazing. And I also bought the book because I like being able to flip through and see. But I don't, I mean, I think once you listen to it, it'll just give you such a a clear idea of it. But anyway, okay. So back to my point. Learning to become a morning person. First step was not feeling overwhelmed in my home. The next thing was to have a gentle in between my real life and my sleep. So the gentle in-between for me was, is um, a few things, and I'll go into it here in a, in a minute, but the gentle in-between of not abruptly waking up. I was not one of those people who would just wake up and my eyes would spring open and I would be like, yes, I'm ready to go. It was like I felt like I needed a gentle in-between. And so that for me has been the bath. So I here, So here's what I do. My alarm goes off at 6.15 and because I know I'm getting in the bath, I know I just have about three minutes before I'm back in warm comfort because <laughs> that's the thing about getting out of the bed is I hate being cold and I hate like removing that comfort. And so first thing I do is I grab my phone 
and I turn on the flashlight. So I don't turn on the lights. I just keep it really low light. So I'm still in that warm, quiet feel. I walk to the bathroom, turn on the bath and let it start filling up. Then I walk into the kitchen. This is the other thing. And I don't know if you're a coffee drinker, you might relate with this. If you're not, I don't know. But the coffee maker that I bought from Walmart, that was like $12, somewhere between $12 and $20 is on, it's a timer. So it's just like a single little tiny coffee cup pot. There's nothing special about it, but I can say brew later. And I put it on the night before in my nighttime routine for 6 a.m. So it actually already started brewing before I even walked out there. So I go to the bath. I turn on the bath. It's filling up for me. Then I walk out to the kitchen. I pour myself a cup of coffee. On my way back to the bathroom, I stop by the fridge and I put creamer in there. And then literally, I already have my book that I'm going to read in the bath in the bathroom from the night before. So I'm automatically got my flashlight. There's no big lights. I get in the bath. I just kind of take a, you know, take whatever time I want to just kind of settle into the warm, cozy feeling of being in the bath. And if you hate baths, um, you know, sorry, you might not like what I'm doing. This is just what's worked for me. You might have to find something else, but that feels the same way that a bath feels to me, which is warm, cozy, comforting. Um, and so I have been getting in the bath and reading for usually like an hour. And what I find is that if I take a few sips of coffee, my brain starts to wake up and then I'm reading and all of a sudden I get so excited by whatever I'm reading. And I think that's the other thing too, is to like, for me to find something that really makes me excited. Like when I'm reading to make some, find something that actually, um, gets me excited about, yeah, my, my day ahead. So, okay. So coffee on a timer, bath, kitchens clean the night before, and then the other thing that I've been doing that has been really helpful is on my, I have a planner that I've been using, a paper planner, and it has like an hourly breakdown. And so I actually plan the night before what I'm going to do that day. And I include like what I'm going to cook for dinner and exactly what I'm going to read and exactly uh, when I'm going to get the kids from school, you know, like all of the things that I put in are the way that my day is going to go. So there's this level of certainty that's already built in. And I told Eli, um, because the other day I was, we woke up early and it was way earlier than we usually wake up, but it was like, I woke up before my alarm the other day, it was like 5am. And he, he said to me, well, I don't know. I might just go back to sleep because I can't work on the house because it's loud. And you know, tool, his power tools are loud and he usually is doing something like trim or tiling or something. And most of those things are loud. And I said, that is exactly why I used to not get up. Even if I had energy, I would wake up sometimes and have energy, but I would go back to sleep because of simply, I didn't know what I was going to do when I woke up and I didn't want to do chores first thing. And so as I have evolved this morning routine, that is so much nourishing for me. It's not, you know, I have read books before where it's like, here's your book, here's your morning routine and you're going to do it and you're going to change your life. It's going to be awesome. And you won't like it at first, but you'll just push through. I, I don't align with that. <laughs> it never worked for me. The only way it has worked for me. And I'm, trust me, I'm, I'm over here going, what has happened? How did this become my reality. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be a morning person. Always. And until now I couldn't figure it out, but the key was finding something that I really loved in the first thing in the morning. And, you know, I think that 
just like everything in life, we all know for ourselves what that is. And so, you know, my bath time might be, I don't know, something different for you. And yet the other day I was chatting with a few friends and they're like, oh, I love ice baths. And I, I thought to myself, if that was what I was telling myself I had to do first thing in the morning, I would never get out of bed because nothing sounds quite as awful to me as an ice bath. Now, all you Wim Hof people are like, but Bethany, it will feel, no, not for me right now. Maybe later, maybe I'll have some sort of transformation and I'll talk on my podcast about how I've become an ice bath person. But right now it sounds the furthest from wonderful, like the worst possible thing. So, (laughs) all right. So here's what I want to know for you. Uh, well, no, I want to share this thought before I before I end this. What if the people we see as disciplined are actually better at romanticizing the the other option? So when I was driving, I was this is the example. This is what made me think this thought. I was driving from the airport and it was late at night and I wasn't actually hungry. You know those times where you're like, you're not actually hungry, but your body and your brain are like, hey, you're hungry. You need to stop the food. So I I knew I wasn't actually hungry because I knew when I had last eaten and I knew that it was plenty. And, uh, but, but my brain was like, you need to stop and you need to stop and get food before you get home. It was like super late, probably 1130 or midnight. And so I was like trying to talk myself out of it, but I had art, my brain had already decided, oh, we're getting something to eat. And I'm like, you know, going back and forth in my brain. There's like the rational side of me that like knows I'm trying to lose weight that, you know, knows that I want to make better decisions and knows that this is the perfect opportunity to make a better decision and trying to talk the side of my brain out of that's like, oh, but you have just had a really long weekend. You're tired. You need a buffer in between you and the kid, the you and the home life. And, you know, this is fine. You deserve this. This is, it's going to taste so good, you know? And so I thought, I wonder if the people who are just able to drive right past the, you know, their, their little food spot that they love, their little, their little yummy treat. I wonder if they're just better at romanticizing the other option. So in their brain, they create the romantic feeling of, oh my gosh, like I, I'm going to feel so good the next morning. I want to feel trim and light and I know what I need to do in order to feel that way. And so they romanticize that feeling. Um, I wonder if that's what it's going on. And I feel like I see that on Instagram so much, this ability to romanticize. Four years ago, I would have never imagined feeling excited about a massive garden. And yet now I've been romanticized into it by people who love it. And I feel so excited about having a massive garden. So we are really able to influence our brains but we just have to be creative enough and willing enough to romanticize the other option. So in this way, with waking up early, I think I finally got a pinch of inspiration around what it could actually feel like for me to wake up early more than what the natural habit of 29 years of laying in bed and going back to sleep until a child forces me out of bed has done. And so um, the romanticizing like waking up and being in a dark room in a bath and with a flashlight, like that sounds more special to me than, than laying in bed. And so I wonder, you know, the people that just scream at you that you're not disciplined or they, you know, kind of have this energy of like, just get your life together. 
And I've had that energy before. I certainly don't like thinking about that, but it's true. What if instead of that, people who are just really disciplined are actually just so much better at romanticizing the idea, the the other idea, the other ideal even. And so um, with that, I just want to, I just want to leave you with, I'm so excited about my morning, my mornings now. And like two months ago, I was not. And so if if anything that I said could help you, and if you maybe feel the same way, I just wanted to share it. All right, friends, are you a morning person? Let me know on Instagram. And if you like this podcast, there are there are a few things that um, you can do about it. You can subscribe if you've not already. So that way you can get notified whenever there's a new one. You can also um, screenshot and share on your like stories, like on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And you could tag me. Um, and that always helps because then other people get to be exposed to it. And, you know, this podcast is such a passion project for me. It is not at all a goal of like, I don't know, producing something for anyone else other than me sharing what's going on in my own life. And so if people benefit from that, awesome. And I hope, and I hope you do, but, um, anyway, okay. Have a fantastic, uh, day and thanks for listening. 